Yeah, and we are recording. Start my timer here. Yep. All right. Hey, welcome back to another episode of American Loser. I'm your host, KP Burke. Uh, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, this episode is going to be a little bit different than normal. This is our Florida edition. Uh, typically, I'm joined by my father, Lawrence Patrick Burke, and he and I talk about the stories of some of the biggest losers in American history. I'm at, Larry's up in New Jersey still. I'm down here in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm hanging out with two of my best pals, two of the funniest comedians I know. They're going to try to fill in for him today here. I got uh, my good pal, Jeff Senesek. How are you, Jeff? Yo, what's up, dude? And good old uh, Christopher Wesley Buck. How you feeling, Buck? Hey, good to be here. Yeah, now Buck's dying uh, on the air, and Jeff's letting us record in his uh, gorgeous home studio here. You're an L.A. guy, but you're out here, you know, just uh, hanging out, seeing family and shit. That's right, dude. And this happened to work out perfectly, dude. And I also fucked your mom so I can be your dad. <laughs> I'm adopted, so we can't prove that any of this is right or wrong. But now, the uh, <laughs> going to be a little bit of a, a slight departure from normal here. we got no big kahuna. Not, my father's not here. I'm not bringing in a uh, family member, but I love you guys anyway, so this is going to be a good one. Thank you for doing it. Um, we're down here in Florida, guys, all right? And uh, there's no Jersey tie-in for this episode. I can't find a way to sneak this one in. So this week, we're going to talk about a fellow by the name of Osceola. What do you know about Osceola, Jeff Zenesek? I've heard that word once, I believe. It's <laughs> well, he's got a big forest preserve in Florida named after him. Oh, yeah. And he's actually the mascot uh, for the Florida State Seminoles for when they have their football games. Osceola? Osceola rides a horse named Renegade out to the middle of the field and throws a giant spear down in the middle of the field, and it's supposed to motivate uh, the Seminoles to beat everybody. So is that the the mascot is the horse or the guy? Uh, one and the same. It is like uh, the Lone Ranger and Trigger. Okay. So, oh, so they go as a nice. tandem on that. I did think this was interesting. So you have the Gators for Florida. University of Florida is the Florida Gators. Then you have the Florida State Seminoles and then the Miami Hurricanes. So literally every major college sports team in Florida is named after things that killed people that settled here. Nice. So a little vengeance come back on there. Buck, you're a learned man of history. What do you know about Osceola? I don't know anything about this uh, guy, man, horse, person. Well, you hear his name. He's got a Native American name, right? And then uh, this is actually how interesting he winds up being. He was born uh, Billy Powell. Okay, that was his name. Not Billy Barnwell, Billy Powell. All right? And he's actually, we hear Native American, but he was actually a mix of everything. He was Creek, uh, which was the tribe that he was a member of. Creek, Scottish, African, and English. So pretty much he was Beyonce. He paid no money for college tuition. Exactly. <laughs> that would be cool. It wouldn't be funny if Osceola went to Florida instead of Florida State, where he's <laughs> actually the mascot of the school. Yeah. But, so he's got that little uh, Beyonce-like uh, thing going on over there. And the Creek are an interesting tribe because as Native Americans, they have a matrilineal kinship, which means that if your mother is Creek, you can be raised as a member of the Creek. So it's kind of like how, uh, how Jewish, uh, like I'm not Jewish, but if I married a Jewish girl, my kids would be Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. So it carries on through the mother's legacy in that one. Now, uh, Osceola was born in Alabama and then moved on to Florida where he wound up becoming a legend here. But this is kind of cool. Um, the Creeks were defeated in the Creek Wars in 1836. Uh, they were being led by a guy named Red Stick. And Red Stick then moves the Creek from Alabama into Florida where they wind up joining up with the Seminole tribe. So that's how I had the Florida, Creek, uh, uh, Florida Creeks then became known as the Seminole. So that's the whole uh, FSU thing, the kind of, you know, the Florida heritage and whatnot. Yeah. So pretty cool shit on that. Uh, now, Billy Powell, who would later be named Osceola, is born in 1804 in Tallahassee, not Tallahassee, which would be hilarious, but uh, in a very mixed village over in Alabama. So they would have uh, freed slaves were living down there. Then you had Spanish people, Spanish because uh, Florida was still a part of Spain at the time. Yeah. And then you had uh, European settlers. It, pretty much like everything was down there, and everybody was hooking up with everybody, so there was no 
it was almost like a, a better time for race relations back then than it is now, which is kind of crazy. Wow. But, uh, well, I mean, because that's the thing, man. Do you think, uh, like, Jeff, you ever bang a Native American? Yeah. See? <laughs> For those that don't know, Jeff's a stunningly handsome guy, so there's, there's no race or background that he's not going to be able to say that to. Well, that was when Jeff was in Tallahassee going to FSU. Yeah, I, I didn't go there. <laughs> Thanks for playing along, Jeff. Oh, sorry. Fair enough on that one. And Chris Buck, uh, if you don't know listeners, uh, looks like a Civil War major, so um, that's probably, if he was banging a Native American, it was probably not consensual. And I did go to FSU for six that's months. Yeah. <laughs> and I banged no Native Americans. That you know of. Okay. But uh, interesting. Thing that so- I know of. <laughs> so they named, uh, the guy's name is Billy Powell. He is the son of William Powell. Okay. Very creative with their names here. But William Powell was very well thought of. He was a Scottish trader, and his mother was named uh, Polly Coppinger, who was a mixed race. Are you just making this up? Nope. Polly yeah, Coppinger. So pretty great name with a Polly. Now, this she is- was Native American and black, too, so she definitely looked like. Um, Either Beyonce, maybe Rihanna. I mean, I talk about Rihanna a lot on this podcast. But. <laughs> really? This is a Rihanna podcast? Yeah, it's a Rihanna podcast. Did you do any research into Rihanna's background? Or you just... Yeah, dude. Well, she's fascinating. How many too, hits but... did this chick have? <laughs> S-O-S. But, yeah. no. uh, the research for this podcast was done as I was one-eyeing my computer uh, hungover as all hell this morning. So yeah, it's been a, just a brutal combination of everything, but... Still, this story is fascinating. Uh, now, our boy uh, Osceola is now raised in the Creek tradition. It's like we said, the, the matri- matrilineal relationship with uh, the people over there. Um, he had a very prominent maternal grandfather. So it's his mother's uh, grandfather. Uh, uh, Dude's name was uh, James McQueen. And he is actually the first white to trade with the Creek uh, Indians. So literally the first white dude to ever trade successfully with the Creek Indians. Kind of a cool and thing. And that was the, that dude's dad? Uh, his uh, grandfather, so grandfather. on his mom's side, yeah. Oh, so. he's trading dick, too, huh? I, you do wonder about that, because yeah. there's also this weird thing, too, where the Scottish and the French uh, would marry into um, Native Americans. Uh, they would have, like, Native American wives and stuff in order to get better trade relations going. Yeah. But it was like the English were the first people to look down on that, like that they were subhuman or whatever. Wow. It's so, like the French and the Scottish are actually pretty cool about all that stuff. So sometimes you'll see, and not for nothing, by the way, you mix all these things up and you get Riley Reed. Nice. Yeah. So, Buck, you know who Riley Reed is? Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> I just don't feel, I don't know if I agree with the thing about the English. I don't think you should just say that the English did that. Uh, for the mo- Well, they you look know, down because they're, they're not the- really known for treating other groups as subhuman. <laughs> A couple of the, the journals that um, I've read in the past for, uh, like, the British troops that were stationed in America, they would talk, like, to their wives in letters about, like, oh, you could see how, like, they, you know, they're kind of pretty, these Native women. I mean, like, you could see it. I mean, I, they're definitely not as pretty as you, sweetheart, but, I mean, I could I understand <laughs> what some of the guys are thinking about. So, yeah. they definitely had their weird shit going on with all that. Uh, if you want to talk about, you know, we talk about savages with the, the idea that the British looked at them as uh, subhuman or savages. Uh, this is how well the Creeks assimilated. They had their own Methodist church in this town. So, that's, seriously, that was a, the Methodist Church of the Creek is what it was called. And there was a bunch of them all over the place. So, they was, these are pretty smart people. Assimilated relatives. They still had their customs, but they would dress their... It's not a bone through your lower lip uh, walking around with a severed head kind of shit. You know what I mean? So pretty interesting people. Where does the cave come into this? The cave? Yeah. (laughs) The creek in the cave? Yeah. Oh, that's a reach, buddy. (laughs) I didn't know. I thought that's what we were talking about. I want to apologize to everyone. Buck's normally way funnier. Um, (laughs) I thought when you were talking about savages, you were talking about some dank-ass memes. (laughs) It is weird how we've co-opted all these words. Yeah. 
But uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, here now in 1814, Red Stick, the leader of uh, what was the Creek, uh, was defeated in the Creek Wars by the U.S. forces and forced to move uh, into Florida. So that is the first time that someone has taken their talents to South Beach and left. That's right. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I like to sneak my sports jokes in when we can, man. But uh, so they kind of join in with the tri- other tribe members, the Seminole people, right? So I'm from New Jersey, but I consider Jacksonville like my home away from home. But yeah. if I got forced here because my family went to war with the U.S. government, that'd be a little bit weird. But uh, in Florida, now Powell has been given the Creek name Asihola, all right, which sounds like asshole a little bit nice. now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> how, but, did, uh, how did you end up in Florida? Me? The United States Navy, sir. So you just said it was... I went to war w- with, with the, the government. <laughs> I went to war on behalf of the government. <laughs> Damn it. I walked into that one. <laughs> and home away from home. Speaking of the home that you had here, it's still <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, I will be the best episode of American Loser. Yeah. <laughs> for those that don't know, I bought a house for my ex-fiance. And Jeff Zinesek has my favorite line ever about it. Uh, I bought a house for the girl. And... Um, he goes, dude, are you an NBA rookie? Like, that's how dumb you are with your money. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is kind of cool over here. So uh, the Asihola, or Asiola, as he would become known, he was named after uh, a, there was a tea drink, a very highly caffeinated tea drink that the Creek and the Seminoles would drink. Uh, Arizona iced tea. Very, Yeah, very <laughs> close. Watermelon fruit cocktail. Uh it's Yon Pawn is what it was. Uh, Yon Pawn? Yeah, Yon Pawn was uh, what... what the one ingredient from the tea was and it was known to uh kind of it was a very highly caffeinated it was an energy drink of its day fuck yeah dude so, now um <laughs> my boy's drinking monsters back in the day it pretty much he yeah. was the the red bulls of its time if you will that's tight but uh so now yahola uh which literally means holler or shout loudly so when a black guy says yo let me holler at you real quick he's actually speaking native american nice so. <laughs> buck's losing his mind over there you okay stud yeah I know. Don't worry about it, buddy. So uh, now you combine the uh, yawpon and uh, the, the holler part, and then that's how you get Osceola. So literally his name means guy on cocaine yelling. Okay, <sighs> Dude, I love this guy. Yeah, he's got a fucking mouth and a half on him. <clears throat> but it uh, gets even more interesting, too, because he's part white, you know, he kind of consi- he's definitely a Native American, right? That's how he views himself. Yeah. But he also doesn't look at the whites and just be like, you know, like he understands both sides of it because he was coming from this mixed background originally. How so, did he feel about the Redskins changing their name? Oh, that's that's actually a fascinating debate, too, because they say that the Washington Redskins should change their name because of the Redskin being a derogatory move. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, FSU does it so well where they embrace the kind of warrior ethos, if you will, of yeah. <laughs> Osceola that they want. They're actually doing it from a respectful way, and they're making sure that he is dressed in the right Seminole and Creek fashions and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a historically accurate representation. And Native Americans don't give a shit about that at all. Are you saying Chief Wahoo is not that's historically <laughs> ac- accurate? <laughs> Chief Wahoo of the, the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> it's Chief this guy Wahoo. over here shilling for FSU. You see that? You see what yeah. he just did? He snuck that uh, in right there. No, uh, now, uh. FSU, by the way, uh, was ranked, I believe, the uh, the hottest girls in all of college. Uh, FSU, I think Florida's on there, but way down the list, and then Arizona and UCLA. So now you're just telling us why you're shilling for FSU? Oh, yeah. It's okay. A, yeah. <laughs> I do want that. Oh, the maroon just looks good on those. For guys. the record, I'm against... Uh, the abuse and cultural appropriation of <laughs> all Native American tribes and indigenous peoples. You know what uh, is also interesting about FSU, and I, I don't want this to be an FSU podcast, but I, I did think it was funny that um, there's uh, three girls that were the FSU cowgirls. Did you ever hear about them? The they FSU would, cowgirls? Yeah, they would dress in Daisy Dukes, uh, maroon tank tops, uh, cowgirl boots, and cowgirl hats. 
mm-hmm. and they would be uh, like the front line of every pretty much in the front row of every uh, football game for FSU. And one of them is now Lana of uh, the WWE. Okay, she went nice. to, that she parlayed that into a career. Wow. The other one was this girl Jen Welcher or something like that. I want to say her name was, but she was the reporter that Brett Favre sent a dick pic to. So, nice. Yeah, that's if you all you have to do is show up on go, you know College Game Day Live and be hot, and you can have a career or Brett Favre's dick pic. I want to be real clear: KP is not checking with any of his research on this. This is what he knows. <laughs> <laughs> There's no notes. I have disappeared this, in some deep, deep wormholes. This is all just the top of the dome, dude. Uh, but. Uh, now, uh, 1821, interesting time in American history. The U.S. has now finally acquired Florida from Spain. All right? Yeah. So, weird thing, too, because now uh, we all live around here for a while and everything, but we, when you go down and we do Jackie Knight's Comedy Club, where Jeff just headlined recently, um, there is uh, an interesting culture in St. Augustine because it changed hands so many times. The French were down there. The Spanish were down there. The Americans, eventually, when America was a thing, right? But then the British were also in charge of it down there. And Matanzas Bay, which is the water surrounding, um, you know, the St. Augustine area, is literally that Spanish for Massacre Bay. That's how much dark shit was going on in St. Augustine, which is, by the way, one of the top three haunted cities in the United States. St. Augustine is? Yeah. It's uh, St. Augustine, New Orleans, and uh, Savannah, Georgia. Oh, so shit. Those are the top three haunted uh, cities in America. But um, anyway, we go and we acquire them from the Spain. Uh, now, you know, America is uh, in charge of Florida, which is the start of Florida, man, right? Slowly but surely. <laughs> Um, but then more Europeans start moving in, and they're slowly gentrifying the neighborhood, right? Coming in here and just forcing out those old Spanish folks and the Native Americans. But they are encroaching on the Seminole land, so they force the Seminole to move into uh, central Florida, okay? Now, Osceola is a high-ranking member of the tribe and the people there. Guess what you get to have? All right, Jeff, uh, you're on your way up right now. I think you're going to be famous, buddy, all right? I really do. First thing you're going to do is have two wives, right? Okay. That's the first move? Yeah. Yeah, because you got your wife and then you got a side bitch. (laughs) Well, Buck has multiple wives, so that part already is weird for him. Um, Buck has a family he abandoned back in Dearborn, Michigan, too, which is also uncomfortable (laughs) to talk about. But that's uh, all true. (laughs) For the record, I still do not condone the abuse and manipulation of (laughs) cultural appropriation of indigenous peoples and populations. Thank you. (laughs) So, like I said, we knew this was going to be a different one here, guys. This is going to be if you're a regular listener, we'll get back to the normal stuff. Or PBS with alcohol, you know, it's very <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's uh, PBS for alcoholism, and then the yeah. other one was uh, a buddy of mine uh, gave us the tag that it's uh, NPR with f bombs. Nice. That was the other one all, I liked. All this knowledge you're dropping on me is making me very ashamed of my rabbit holes I go down on the internet where I'm <laughs> studying softball technique and other worthless bullshit like that. Well, wait till you hear a couple of these other wormholes, but this is, it, it gets weird. All right. I, like I said, I was one-eyeing this because I was so hungover this morning on my laptop trying to write this. Yeah. And, you, know, you wrote this this morning? I did. I wrote the whole show this morning. On that page is more work than I've ever done in comedy <laughs> in my entire life, dude. I've been uh, doing comedy like almost nine years. It's a passion project, though, man. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, I don't crazy. have this gorgeous studio you have here in your house either. Yeah, man. it's for sale. You want it? It's a- <laughs> Well, uh, so Osceola goes ahead and gets uh, two wives, right? So he's got one regular Native American wife, right? And then he went ahead and got himself an African wife, too, right? Because mm-hmm. once you go black, you don't go back, right? He got himself a black wife. Because of that, vehemently opposed to slavery and any treatment of free human beings. So Osceola, uh, abolitionist. Now, which is crazy because the Creeks had slaves. They believed in slavery. They were a tribe that supported it for the most part. So he's now got a black wife, and everybody goes, uh-uh, not anymore. Not on my watch. Yeah. What are you thinking, Buck? You all right over there, bud? No, I'm just learning, man. No, I appreciate you. 
So um, now in 1832, there's this thing called the Treaty of Payne's Landing, all right, combined with the Indian Removal Act, Andrew Jackson, all that stuff that Buck talks about all the time. Buck looks like he would burn a village down on behalf of the Indian Removal Act. But, God. This really feels like high school rehab for people that didn't pay attention. Oh, feels t- like I'm being lectured. I certainly <laughs> didn't pay attention. I'm definitely learning a bunch. I feel yeah. like it's like almost apologetic. KP is being apologetic for the information he has to provide us. Oh, this is great. It's uh, you know what's weird though is that uh, like I'm sorry I didn't learn about this. Apologize. The reason I got into the podcast stuff with this is because I would get I'd go down wormholes myself where it would be like uh, you one line in a textbook in history class uh, would be like oh and then there were draft riots in New York City and uh, the army had to come in and put it down. And you're like, wait, what? I want to know a little bit more about that, not just you know one sentence. Give me at least a paragraph. And then all of a sudden you're reading books on the draft riots for the Civil War in New York City. You're like, this is the most insane thing <laughs> yeah. ever. But that's how we dumbed the history books down in high school enough just to get through this shit. But that was my response, I thought, too, I thought right? those yeah. history books were, like, too smart for me. I was like, <laughs> when's gym class, guys? <laughs> when can I throw balls at these nerds? <laughs> um, now, here's the cool part where some of the names start coming in. So you have this thing called the, uh, the Treaty of Payne's Landing, uh, which was going to force the Seminole after three years to move out of Florida, and they were trying to settle all the Native Americans west of the Mississippi. Yeah. So America at the time was only going out to the Mississippi River. They wanted to just have all Anglos here, and like the original 13 colonies, a little bit of westward and southern expansion, but they are going to give the Native Americans everything past the Mississippi. Obviously, we keep changing the rules on them, so it doesn't quite work out. Yeah, it's, it's like a trend forming almost. <laughs> like, where, where does it turn and work out well for these guys? When they get their casinos, right? Yes, eventually, yeah. eventually, the casino industry will become the uh, the, the boon uh, to alleviate the stress we put the native peoples under. <laughs> also, kind of a messed up joke I had one time, but uh, I like when we so we try to be so politically correct that we're actually insulting with how uh, belittling the, the terms can be with that stuff. So uh, it used to be Native Americans, right? It used to be Indians, then it used to be then it turned into Native Americans, and then now they want it to be Indigenous peoples. Right, but indigenous people is long, so I always say, why don't you shorten and just call them Indians? Yeah, they're called the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> it's very rude to not call them by their city that they're from. So back to <laughs> uh, Chief Wahoo awaits, right? But so now here's what the cool thing: where some of the names come in on this one, uh, that Payne's Landing thing we were talking about. Uh, they refused to move west of the Mississippi. They were given three years to do it originally. Now, the treaty was signed, and it was kind of a messed up thing how it went down. They got a couple of the weaker chiefs, right? So we're all comedians, right? There's some other comedians in Jacksonville that probably wouldn't want to work for free. But if a club owner said, well, hey, how about, how about you guys come work for free for me, and then down the road I'll take care of you? And we'd sit there and we'd be like, no, we don't want to work for free for you. These other Native Americans are like, oh, well, I'm just really grateful for the stage time. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they'll go ahead and take that, that dirty scab stage time. So they get the weaker chiefs to sign off on that. The more important chiefs, Osceola being one of them, are refusing to sign this uh, this uh, Payne's Landing Treaty that's going to give them three years to move out of there. It winds up being enforced because uh, as soon as they get this annuity uh, money from the treaty, they take the money from the United States they were being given to relocate, and they just start buying guns with it. Nice. All right? That's not a good sign. And they say, oh, by the way, we're not leaving either. So um, Now, a general by the name of Duncan Clinch was sent in, all right, which is uh, here's a little tie-in for you guys' local shit. Uh, Fort Clinch is named after General Duncan Clinch, which is out on Amelia Island. Okay. okay. So that's how that one got its name. And uh, he comes in and brings more military troops in to avoid bloodshed. That's how you always avoid bloodshed by you know, upping the scenario here. Yeah. So they go ahead. The Seminole leaders are refusing to leave. Um, 
because of it, uh, what the agent who was assigned to a guy's name was Thompson, uh, Wiley Thompson, he banned the sale of firearms to Seminoles. So you weren't allowed to buy guns anymore. Because what do you do, Buck, when you want to take people over? You take away their ability to protect themselves, right, Buck? Yes. <laughs> uh, bleeding, heart, bleeding heart liberal Chris Buck here, just having to admit that guns would have saved the Native Americans. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, now they banned the sale to the Seminoles, and Osceola felt uh, like he was being treated like a slave, right? And he's got his uh, African wife. He can't be standing there. He actually uh, literally stabbed the treaty with a knife. All right, so this Treaty of Pain's Landing, he stabbed with a knife. Cool. Yeah, that's tight. And the historians found a little tiny hole where they believe his knife probably went in. So that's not just an urban legend that he actually stabbed the thing. So he stabbed it. Uh, and then here's his quote, dude. Jeff, you want to talk about a badass quote? All right. My favorite quotes from movies are uh, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. In, uh, when he comes in, he just says, uh, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm <laughs> all out of bubble <laughs> what gum. What movie is that from? They live. They live? Yeah. yeah, so. yeah it's great. Um, now, here's a, a great Osceola quote, because he starts getting noticed by the, the white man, if you will. You know, the European settlers are like, okay, this is getting a little <laughs> scary here now. This Osceola fellow's got some shit going on. You want a good quote for the newspaper? Um, the white man shall not make me black. I will make him red, and his face will be covered in his own blood. Nice. Yeah. So, Osceola not to be taken lightly here. Now, what's funny is that we were saying his name being that caffeinated drink and that he liked to yell a lot. So yeah. that's how he got his name. Like, pretty much, like I said, Coke Screamer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would routinely kick down so the, the door. So the ultimate warrior was yeah. based on him. <gasps> <laughs> uh, I'm the ultimate warrior. I'm the ultimate Osceola. <laughs> so he goes that he kicks the... It, normally, this is what he would do. The, the guy, uh, Thompson, who was the, the Seminole agent, if you will. So he was a, a United States-appointed uh, person who was going to be in charge of relocating the Seminole people tribes. Uh, routinely, Osceola would kick his door down and just start screaming at him. So, wow. And because he spoke English, too, so it's even funnier. So just imagine, like, um, every interaction you've ever seen of a customer screaming at an employee yeah. you know, for being stupid or screwing up an order at Starbucks. So essentially, Osceola is the uh, s- suburban white single mom <laughs> who's got to just get in somebody's face because they screwed up his latte. Yeah. So um, even more interesting now is that uh, he actually – the dude Thompson still kind of likes him. He allows him to have a gun. He even sells Osceola a gun himself. So this agent is put in, put in charge of him and is not supposed to be giving guns to the Seminoles, gives a gun over to Osceola. Uh, but Osceola is being so disrespectful to him in some of these screaming matches they have, they lock him up overnight. And they say, if you want out of jail, sign the fucking Payne's Landing Treaty and move you know, out west. And we'll, like, but, you know, kind of, that's your only way out of jail. So wow. they go ahead and they do that. And, uh, of course, as soon as he gets out of jail, the first thing he does is he starts, you know, he's like, all right, we're plotting our revenge. Fuck this guy. I'm not moving. So he goes, ahead, now turn the page. So um, guy's name was Wiley Thompson, like I was saying. And uh, he's the one who gave this uh, gun to Osceola, now releases him from prison on the promise that he's going to leave. December 28th, 1835, right so, after Christmas. So he lets him out of jail and is like, here's a gun. Oh, he had given him the gun earlier. That's yeah. crazy. So he'd given him a gun. He it, wasn't supposed to give them guns, and he let him have one. It's so, it's so weird to for that to be part of like a deal where it's like, you know, it was. Uh, well, that's the thing too is that if you want to force somebody to do something, you're like, okay, fine, I'll do. Like, um, you don't give them a gun. You point a gun at them. <laughs> uh, December twenty eighth, eighteen thirty five, right after Christmas, like we were saying, man, just before New Year's, right. Uh, this was uh, Dick Clark's uh, New Year's Rocking Eve. It just started. The first one he did. The first one. <laughs> yeah. Osceola is going to help us lower the ball with music by Cher. Yeah. 
That was her first one, too. <laughs> uh, so now, on December 28th, Osceola kills Thompson with the fucking gun Thompson gave him. Wow. All right, shoots him dead. Him and five others uh, are shot in an attack on uh, Fort King. All right. Now, that's happening on the 28th. On the 23rd, there's a, something going down called the Dade Massacre. All right. Where uh, uh, I believe the guy was uh, Dade. Dade. D A D E. Is it Miami Dade County? That's how yeah. it got its name. Nice. After uh, the slain gentleman down there. Um, he had a. Dade had 110 men. Uh, and they were completely ambushed in the woods on December 23rd by the Seminole. Absolutely massacred three survivors. Okay. Wow. Yeah, three survivors. Completely destroyed. And then that's how we honor his memories. We named, he got like a hyphenated name down in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Busiest SWAT team ever. Now, um, their bodies, another little local thing here for us. It's not a Jersey reference, but we are near St. Augustine right now. Uh, the, the bodies of all the men that were killed down there in what became known as Dade's Massacre are buried in, you want to guess, Chris Buck? Where? The giant cemetery over in St. Augustine. The what cemetery? The cemetery that's across the street from, uh, oh. yeah, so literally if you ever go on like the haunted uh, tours or whatever, that's the first place they take you. Oh. Um, so it's this giant cemetery in the middle of town. And uh, or, what used to be the outskirts of the town, actually, when they had the big city walls and everything. But what's funny is that Dade and all of his men were buried there. They couldn't even figure out what Dade's body looked like because it was just left out there in the sun for like a month. Wow. Right. Oh, it was disgusting. They said the only reason they were able to tell who uh, it, that it was him was because of the buttons he was wearing on his uniform. Wow. They're like, okay, this is an officer. You know, this is the highest ranking officer. Oh shit, that's Dade. <laughs> wow. But they bury him and all of his other men in these unmarked graves uh, in the cemetery over in St. Augustine, which ironically is across the street now from Castillo de San Marcos, that big ass Spanish castle in St. Augustine. Uh-huh. So that thing changed names several times. So. Uh, the same thing that would sit there and be um, uh, when, when the British took it over, I believe they started calling it uh, Fort Marion was the name that they gave that one. But it was the Castillo de San Marcos. One of the most brutal things that ever happened there was those executions. You got mass graves being buried there. But the most brutal thing that ever could have happened at the Castillo de San Marcos is I asked that girl to marry me there. <laughs> that was Damn. pretty brutal. Yep, I, didn't, I refused to get down on one knee, so I just leaned up against the wall and I opened it up and I just said, so we doing this? <laughs> and she goes, goes up, oh, and then like a week later, she goes, "Yeah, it was really a shitty proposal that you gave me." And I was like, oh, "This ain't gonna last." Buck snoring into the microphone already. Who, That's good. Who's suffered more? That's what I ask myself. <laughs> who's suffered more? Indigenous peoples, KP Burke, or me and Jeff Sinisek having to listen to this over and over and weeping and <laughs> brutal. You can't get by without the help of your friends. Yeah. So. <laughs> For the ridicule. No. Uh, odd tie-in with that one. The lawyer that tried to screw me out of my house went to FSU. That's how I found it. <laughs> <laughs> how deep are we going on this? Uh, no, not for nothing here. So, uh, was his, what was his last name? Osceola? <laughs> What's his entire family ancestry, as a matter of fact? Let's find out about this guy. Not Riley Reed. Um, so now one other weird thing. So that, that castle, uh, the Castillo de San Marcos, the fort across the street over there from uh, where those bodies are buried, winds up coming into uh, a huge kind of a karma is a bitch moment for Osceola later in his life. But uh, right now it don't matter because the Second Creek War is completely underway. Yeah, that first Creek War where they lost and then they relocated from Alabama to Florida, which is kind of an upgrade if you ask me, you know, roll tide. But, um, <laughs> so they go ahead. Uh, this war is underway. This was a cool little side note that I found out. There was a private Kinsley Dalton, okay, who was carrying the mail between Fort King and another fort somewhere in Georgia. And he was killed 
uh, and confronted by, uh, they believe Osceola might have been involved with that one, but he was killed by the Creek and the Seminole. So uh, that is, in his honor, they named Dalton, Georgia after him. So it's not named after Patrick Dalton. That's a little boy that never wrote a joke. Um, it's actually named after this private Kinsley Dalton. So the war is underway. Uh, when you guys think of our wars with the Native Americans, Buck, what do you think of? Uh, I try not to think about it. You know, I think <laughs> we won, baby. <laughs> Woo! Jeff's about to find out he's uh, like half Native American yeah, or something. Probably. too. One Ancestry.com away yeah. from finding out you're a member of the Lakota. Yeah. But... Uh, well, that's what I always think of, actually. It's funny that uh, I, I mentioned Lakota, because you always think about that in the Sioux and Sitting Bull and Custer, which we did on another episode of the show. It was really good. But that was not the costliest war. The costliest war for the United States to fight against the Native Americans was the Second uh, Seminole War, the Creek War, also known as the Florida War. So that's what's going on with all this shit. We're right smack dab in the middle of it. About two years into the fighting, on October 21st, all right, right before slutty Halloween costumes start popping out, uh, 1837... Osceola is captured by General Joseph Hernandez. You know anything about Joseph Hernandez, Chris Buck? No. All right? In this, in this time of white privilege and the patriarchy and how everybody's just holding everybody else down and you just can't make it in this world. I don't like your tone. General, <laughs> General Joseph Hernandez is actually the first Hispanic American to serve in Congress. All right? Nice. This is pre-Civil uh, War era, dude. Pre-Civil yeah, War dude. era. Wow. But, uh, now, he is operating underneath the orders of a guy by the name of General Jessup, J-E-S-U-P. And uh, his instructions are uh, to bring Osceola in under a flag of truce and then just arrest this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you ever play paintball, Jeff? Fuck yeah, dude. So when you play paintball, you ever be like, hey, guys, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, and then you just pick the gun up and just blow everybody down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's pretty much Or it's like, uh, you know, when you see like – you know, doing the roasts or something like that with a comedian, the comic will be like, oh, I'm not doing a roast. I want to do the roast, guys. And then they show up and just roast everybody, but you don't have any jokes prepared. Yeah. So nice. kind of a dick move. But uh, so now uh, Hernandez, under the instructions of Jessup, Hernandez did not want to do it. Let's defend that man's honor. Uh, Jessup decides that he's going to, under the flag of truce, arrest him and pull like a fucking red wedding on him. He's not actually killing him right then and there. But he gets thrown into jail and Osceola never gets out of jail. That's it. We literally just bring him in under a banner of truce. Like, okay, we're going to talk, you know, treaty terms and stuff like that and how to surrender. And it's like, no, by the way, you're in jail and you're not getting back out. And this is how it ends for you. <laughs> so they put him into Fort Marion. Now, like I was just saying, that karma is a bitch moment. All the guys that uh, his people had those mass graves where they massacred the Dade Massacre, as it were. Um, all those bodies are buried in St. Augustine right across the street from the fort where he was imprisoned. Castillo de San Marcos, a.k.a. Fort Marion. So... Our boy's in there now, man. He ain't getting out. It's over. All right? They go ahead. Uh, Jessup is, uh, his betrayal is considered, uh, first of all, it was an international outrage. Uh, the French were like, what the fuck? The British are blown away that, you know, we did something so cowardly. Like, these are Americans. I thought they were a little bit better than that. We weren't on this one. Sorry, guys. But caused an international uproar. Even American citizens, especially like uh, in the more settled states, like up north and everything like that, uh, especially the East Coast, they were blown away by this because Osceola was kind of a fascinating guy to follow, and he wasn't a savage, like we said. This, you can't spin this like it's an Al-Qaeda thing. You know what I mean? These, are like, this, these guys are well-spoken, uh, and we are messing with them. We're kicking them off their land. Yeah. But uh, it is written down as one of the most disgusting acts in American history, and uh, once he was uh, in there, Jessup's career never recovered from that. All right? He was considered a bastard. You know, they got done with him and everything here. Uh, now, our boy Osceola is trapped over in St. Augustine. He gets transferred... Okay, uh, from St. Augustine up to Charleston, 
So, again, possibly an upgrade. St. Augustine's a good town, but Charleston's an even better town. You know why? Because they have open container up there. Yeah. So, yeah, you can booze as hard as you want. Yeah. <laughs> so while he's up there in prison, and this is where Chris Buck, this is where your life ends as well, um, he had a bunch of artists visiting him. Okay. So he had three painters that were visiting him, guys named the name of uh, George Catlin, uh, W.M. Laning, and Robert John Curtis, and they convinced Osceola to let them paint him, you know, like one of his French girls. But it was weird because Osceola was deathly ill at the time, too. All right. So Chris Buck right now is, you know, he's 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 in pieces. All right. He came to do this podcast because he's a hero. All right. But our boy Osceola at the time of this is deathly ill. So imagine you're fine. Imagine finally getting your picture taken. All right. Like I have one picture of myself that I hate where you can just see like all of my my neck fat coming through. Imagine if that's the picture. Just one picture. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's, there's a couple pictures I truly hate. And I can't imagine if my mother picked that as my in-memoriam picture for my obituary. <laughs> that that's the picture I'm remembered by forever is the one that I fucking hated. So Osceola now gets painted, all right, this big regal thing. And he's being painted by guys uh, who convince him it's a great idea. But he's also dying uh, at the same time. He's had uh, malaria for the last couple of years for his life, so he's declining health in that way. And he also had... Um, he had an abscess formed in his uh, mouth because he had a bunch of tooth issues. So this is like I was telling you, Buck. Yes, right. Yesterday when Buck had a, a back massager on his, the side of his face during Survivor Series at our <laughs> WrestleMania party. Um, yeah, this is how it ends for you, buddy. Get your shit together. I've but, never had an abscess, actually. Uh, if you can avoid it, I would suggest it. But uh, Osceola and Curtis now develop a friendship while he's painting him, and uh, that painting is still hung in the Charleston Museum. Uh, it's considered a massive success. Everybody loves this painting of Osceola. Now they're... You're seeing the guy portrayed in a good light, and you know that we just did him wrong. So Osceola instantly goes from the guy who was part of the Dave Massacre and killed um, you know, Wiley Thompson. He goes from the guy that uh, all the settlers are afraid of to, we did this guy wrong. He was kind of cool, all right? There's a little bit of like a Darth Vader thing to him, you know what I mean? That, uh, you know, some re- redeeming qualities, I'll put it that way. But this is the part where it gets wacky. That picture, uh, the painting rather, is so successful, the one that uh, Curtis did that uh, cigar store Indians are all modeled off of that. So when you see a cigar store Indian, you're seeing Osceola. Wow. Okay? It's not actually... They do little things to change it here and there, whatever. Well, they really made it up to that dude. (laughs) They really... So... Really got to give back, you know? Yeah. Well, I just thought that... Because people always talk about that they think that's offensive to have a cigar store Indian. Um, But... I think the reason it's offensive is because the guy that it's modeled off of is dying of AIDS in a prison because we put him there after betraying him, you know? Yeah. So maybe that's why they're all fucked up with it. Uh-huh. But like I said, he had uh, malaria and tonsillitis, <clears throat> developed this abscess, and then died from something known as Quincy. All right? Quincy? Yeah, what a cute way to die, right? Uh-huh. Quincy. What is that? It's uh, a show, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Dr. John Quincy, <laughs> uh, The Sexual Revolution. Yeah. So. Now, uh, he dies on uh, January 30th, 1838, after three months of being in captivity. So we capture him under the false flag of truce and everything like that, and then uh, we go ahead and he sits around for three months. We send him from St. Augustine up to Charleston, and the dude dies behind bars. All right? Humiliating way to go out. All right? But he is remembered fondly, because like we said, you got Osceola National Forest. you got all this other cool shit. I mean, can you think of anything else? You've seen him, because you've lived in Florida how long? Oh, man, I lived here since so from like when I was 15 to like 31. Yes, yeah, so there's like every park is named Osceola Park. There's a shitload of stuff like that. Buck, you've been here your whole life, right? Yeah. yeah. I will say, I still can't spell Osceola. Uh, it, it's not easy. It's, uh, let's see if I can do it without looking. It's O-S-C-E-O-L-A, Osceola. Yeah. So. Sure. 
That's that sounds right. <laughs> okay. I, I knew that. Yeah. So now here's the fucked up part. So we, I, one of my favorite comics is Sam Kinison. He's got that amazing bit about uh, homosexual necrophiliacs, right? One of the <laughs> yeah. best bits of all time where you talk about uh, dying and going through life and none of us know shit about death, but you finally face it and the peace that has to come from that and then you get raped from beyond the grave. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is what happens here. We do Osceola dirty, all right? Flag a truce, uh, pushing him off his land, you know, treating his people like shit. Uh, now he's dead because he dies due to, you know, lack of health care in prison, right? Motherfucker's dead. Mm-hmm. And this is how he goes out now. He's, uh, he's, you know, we're trying to rehab his image. And one of the things they convince his people to let him do is that they convince him to have a death mask made. You guys know what death masks are? Um, I don't. Like Halloween masks? Very close. So a death mask would be when you died. They would uh, make a mask of your face, like with wax and stuff like that, so they would preserve what you looked like. Oh. So it's where we saw... So like a fleshlight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> a fleshlight of your face to be remembered yeah. by. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah. But it just kind of messed with me a little bit because... Um, like for the death mask thing, that was a, a that was a European thing. They were all really big on that. So you can see, like um, the one I found for our Aaron Burr episode we did, you can see Aaron Burr's death mask face, and you realize you're like, they're gonna do that when you're dead, and if you live a long life, you're gonna look like shit in your death mask. Everybody's just gonna think you were an ugly fuck your whole life. Yeah. So, poor Osceola here. They go ahead. They make him this thing. He's malnourished. You know, he's dying for the last three months. He was alive. You know, it's the sickness. Very yeah. slow. Um, they make this fucking death mask and the guy decides, he goes, I'm also going to take his head. So they chopped the dude's head off his dead body. We removed his head from his dead body and, um, the guy had it preserved and it was like floating around in like a pickle jar somewhere up in Charleston, somewhere kind of a thing. Wow. Like, Hey, like what do you have? You have a cool podcast studio up here, but when you bring a chick over to your place in LA, what's a cool thing in your house you try to show them, Jeff? Besides my penis. (laughs) Uh... I don't know. I mean, my couch. <laughs> like, wait, I don't have no, a like lot of a space conver- like a conversation starter. Buck already knows what I'm going for. Like, mm. if you, it, well, Buck's a very talented musician. So if you get a chick over, you're going to start playing the guitar, right? You do something to show, you know, to create some worth. What? What are you doing right now? Yeah, dude. I'm trying to see what you like. Because here's the thing: this <laughs> wait, guy. Wait, you mind your own we need to talk business, about your, buddy. We need to talk <laughs> about dating moves. Huh? What are you guys? What's happening? Yeah. All right. If they're going just, to my apartment, you can just already, come into our lives and invade us and colonize our. Yeah, <laughs> if a girl's coming to my apartment, there's no convincing that needs to be done once we're inside. You know? yeah. she already is like, "I'm coming over." Yeah. That part's good. For too. the record, I don't have any girls coming over to my apartment. <laughs> uh, I'm not playing guitars for any girls. Uh, everything's just whatever. Man. And you definitely don't have a family back in Dearborn, Michigan, that you abandoned. <laughs> That's right. Uh, How'd you pull that one off, too? You don't even smoke cigarettes. Why did you tell me you were going out for a pack of one and just abandon them? <laughs> <laughs> this is all true. We're getting off topic here, but I'm a jerk. That's my fault. Uh, this is the last interesting part here with Osceola. Is, uh, so this head of his that's taken off, this surgeon is now keeping it, and uh, it's preserved in like a, like a pickled jar kind of a thing. Yeah. So it was a thing like, oh, but this is before cable. You know what I mean? You can't invite your friends over for the game, but if you want to have poker night or something, you're like, oh, hey, guys, you want to come in the back room? I have Osceola's severed head in a fucking pickle barrel. Wow. You know? 
So kind of cool with all that stuff. I mean, it's no AVN Hall of Famer, but I mean, you just got <laughs> sometimes we got to take what we take. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you try to go for guitar and yeah. you know, Jeff's couch? <laughs> yeah. Why can't I just show him the severed heads I have? In my yeah. I forgot I had <laughs> yeah, those like, in my apartment too. Yeah. I have several severed heads. Yeah, like, seriously. Well, now the the worst part is the head gets it turns up missing. Yeah. Okay. So, Someone ganked his head, dude. Uh, there was a fire or something in like the guy's place, and then they never found the head. Oh right? shit! So it makes you wonder. If, even, so maybe if somebody it was lost. saved the head. It's possible that it was lost in the fire, or somebody ran in and grabbed the head yeah. real quick. And so, it's, could you just imagine that, dude? Like, first Did of all, know the cause of the fire. No, uh, it was. Uh, I didn't think it was suspicious though. The way that it was written, it didn't make it sound like it could have just been like happenstance kind of a okay. thing. But I mean, this is back in the days when we lived in like houses made out of matches, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was <laughs> matches. But yeah, so uh, well, imagine being that guy too. Now you're just sitting there and you're like, uh, hey, "Honey, have you seen my severed Osceola head? It's anywhere. It's around <laughs> yeah, here." The so. wife threw it out. She's like, I'm sick <laughs> of this. Says, oh, I, hate, I hate looking at this. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jeff, I don't know why you have it. All right. I don't, God, I'm not even going to tell him. I'm not even going to tell him. It's like the Nerf hoop I hang on the back of a girlfriend's door when I I stay at her place. Uh, I imagine that they put like Christmas lights around it for the holidays (laughs) and shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's what winds up happening. So we have spun around the image of Osceola. Uh, He was definitely an intelligent guy, right? Uh, He definitely got the short end of the stick. I mean, that's an American loser. That's the name of the show if you're listening. Wow. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of a guy that got a worse deal than that. There's a bunch of people, because some of the Native American shit is downright depressing. But at least with Osceola, they've tried to rehab the image uh, as years have gone on. And he is remembered fondly in the good light over at FSU and having a giant chunk of uh, Florida named after him. Cleveland. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, but it's all weird with that stuff. I mean, he's part of the Florida legend. You know what I mean? He's uh, he's definitely that warrior spirit or whatever that they all talk about and everything. But yeah. the guy was an absolutely fascinating dude. And he absolutely got the short end of the stick on this one. We fucked that guy over bad. And uh, he deserved better because he was pretty interesting. Wow. But uh, real quick, I want to say thank you, everybody who was listening to this episode here. Uh, this, like I said, we're doing a little bit of a shorter one. Uh, my father's not around for this one because we're obviously down uh, in Jacksonville on the last couple of days on the road here. Uh, so this podcast I'm going to try to have come out tomorrow, uh, which would mean that uh, if you guys, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. And then on Black Friday, if you want to come on down New Jersey, I'm going to be uh, with Dave Attell over at the Stress Factory. So very excited about that one here. And uh, if you like the show, this episode is a little bit weirder. We were loose, man. I'm just hanging out with my friends and everything and trying not to be hungover anymore. Uh, Buck, where can people follow you on Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that? Uh, at Stouffer Buck. That's uh, S-T-O-P-H-E-R Buck. Right? Looks like Stop Her Buck. Stop Her Buck. <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's what people think it is. All right. Anything coming up you want to plug? Uh, man, I don't... Um, I'm going to be at... Uh... Uh, weird show Ocala Breeders Sales it's like a horse breeding doing a comedy show at the uh, Ocala Breeders Sales on uh that one's cool now Ocala Saturday. also uh, rich Native American history in these Florida wars too so while you're down there do me a favor and you see a couple historical markers you let me know I'm also going to milk a horse <laughs> yeah. that's on uh, what is that November 24th okay excellent man so yeah. any Florida fans uh Honestly, if, if there's anybody in the Jacksonville area that's listening to this or comedy fans in general in Florida, so, uh, uh, Jeff Zenesek and uh, Chris Buck, two of the best in the business. Hang man. on one second. Wait a second. Sorry. My girlfriend's birthday is uh, November 21st. Let's go ahead and uh, just get, specify, get me out of trouble just by pointing that out. Which girlfriend, yeah. Buck? That's uh, <laughs> the most important one. <laughs> the bottom bitch. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> nice. 
Um, no, your girlfriend's a sweetheart, man. She's a good, she's good people. We're gonna make her listen to this one. Uh, handsome Jeffrey's in a sec. Where can we? How much longer are you in Florida before you go back to LA? Uh, I go back December second. I'll be back in LA, and then I'm back in Florida for like the holidays again, and then I have a bunch of tours. I'm like going back and forth a bunch. Excellent. Like, where can people find you though? It's uh, so uh, follow me on Instagram. That's like the the big thing I give a shit about. Um, it's my name. Uh, Jeff Zinasek. Uh, my last name is spelled like penis with a Z and add an E-K <laughs> at the end of it. So good luck with that. Uh, also, this upcoming week, I'm going to be at Side Splitters. I'm going to be on the... There's like some Mike Calta show on Wednesday that's going to be pretty crazy. And then uh, the rest of the week, I'm opening for Forrest Shaw. And then I have a podcast called The Grounded Podcast. Super fun. I've been a guest on that one, too. Yeah. It's been uh, it's a super fun podcast. It's been on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but there's like several back episodes you can listen to. And there's going to be new one, new ones coming out soon. Excellent. I think we're doing one right after this, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never been a guest on that podcast, and I don't endorse it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this has been absolutely awesome, guys. I want to say thank you. If you guys like the show, uh, which I believe you do, again, this episode a little bit different, but we had fun with it. Uh, if you could uh, like, uh, subscribe, leave me a review on iTunes. This shit really helps me out. We will be back at our shared universe studio with uh, the guys from Comic Book Men, Ming Chen and uh, Mike Zapsik. The kahuna will be behind the ones and twos infuriating me, as always. And my handsome delf of a father will be back. Uh, next topic I think we're going to cover is going to be Horace Greeley, actually. You guys know anything about him? No. All right, no. We'll, t- we'll tune in next week, motherfuckers. Uh, anyway, that being said, guys, you can check me out on Twitter, uh, Instagram, at, uh, at KPBurkSucks. My website, KPBurkSucks.com, is available now as well. Um, and we're going to be judging you know, a lot of cool shit going on here, man. But if you can't support Jeff and uh, Chris, do me a favor and do that. Two of the guys I started with, two of the funniest people I know. Uh, guys, my name is KP Burke. Thank you again for letting us do this. And uh, that was Osceola, American Loser.